welcome in the Can You Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Cody and Al. Hey, Cody. Hi, listeners. I'm back. It's been a while, so I'm, I'm happy to get back on and uh, hang out with you all today. At the expense of Nick. You took Nick out and you wanted your way back in. That's, I guess that's one way to do it. Hey, you know, I, I wish Nick was, would be here tonight. Uh, had a big trade today in one of our, uh, in our, in our $500 league that we're uh, partners in and, you know, I'd like to talk with him a little bit about it. Cause I know we're both excited about it, but uh, hopefully we can get back on tomorrow and, and discuss a little more as well. So the big news is I'm back at the expense of Nick. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, is the highlight of all of all of that. That's what I got out of it. Um, Good. Yeah, we have a, a nice show for you today. Al's back, so we're going to do some chit-chatting uh, and uh, highlight some Week 11 games, players, talk about that trade deadline. We had that trade deadline we talked about last week, making some big moves, some strategies going into the trade deadline. Hopefully, all of our listeners out there had a chance to make some trades happen. We had a few listeners message us, which we always appreciate. That's what makes the show fun and keeps us going. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you had any trades come through, we, we do encourage all of you listeners out there to give us something to talk about, give us something to highlight, maybe grade a trade or do some, some talking, give you a shout out on the show. Um, but we had a, a few trades ourselves in our various leagues. Al and I actually made a trade. I think our first ever trade, Al, maybe. Uh, well, besides our startup draft and dynasty, you know, oh, everybody trades with that in that though. Yeah, and you, you took advantage of me in that uh, that oh, aspect, stop, Cody. Stop. You were the one that came to me. I did not come to you. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Okay, I was sitting there thinking about Nick Chubb. Do I go Nick Chubb here? Do I go Nick Chubb? And I decided, no, I can't do it. And I was milking the clock. And you're like, dude, you got to pick. And I was like, yeah, no. And I think you ended up offering me, uh, you wanted Kittle really bad. That's what you, you traded up to get Kittle. And it ended up being a future first. And I ended up getting a running back. Do you remember who it was? No, because it's this year's. No, no, no. A running back and a future first. I ended up moving down in the draft and a future first. I'd have to go look at it. but It was a running back nonetheless. Probably someone like David Montgomery. Anyway, all right. Yeah, I, th- I think that's actually right. But yeah, Al and I made a trainer keeper league. Excited to talk about that. Uh, Al, what have you been up to, by the way? Let's let's uh, before we get into fantasy football, what have you been up to? You know, work going to work every day and uh, been coaching coaching the old little kids in hockey and got our season started this weekend. I had three games, came out with two wins and a loss, and uh, boys played real well. And unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of football because our games were at the same time as as the noon games. So, uh, didn't get to watch any football, but nonetheless, we, we took it to a couple good teams this weekend and, uh, had a really good weekend. That's awesome. And I, I know you and I both got into the woods, got a little hunting in. you actually had some success. I sat in the woods uh, for our listeners out there that were keeping track. I ended up logging a total of 95 hours in a deer stand this season, which is a record, um, but double the amount of that I've ever put in for setting a record. So if you're going to set a record, do it right and just blow it out of the water. And uh, I saw 
15 deer while in a deer stand, saw four small bucks. Uh, my wife actually shot her first deer, so I never had to pull the trigger. We were filling the freezer. And uh, if anything were to have stepped out here in this last weekend, I would have probably pulled pulled the trigger and sealed the deal. But I also spent nine, I, I put nine miles in, Al, doing some deer drives this last weekend in a foot of snow. That was, it was a lot of work in those river bottoms, but uh, no, no cigar though. Did not end up shooting any deer from that deer drive. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get to hunt this, this last weekend. Uh, like I said, hockey busy all weekend chasing that puck around. Um, but I don't want to get too much into it. Not a very good deer season for, for us around, around home here. Uh, didn't see many deer at all. I, I did get, get lucky and a little buck popped out to me and ended up, uh, taking him, but all in all the, the deer population is just down. So I was fortunate enough to be one of the guys that got one, but I'd like, I'd like, I would have much rather seen more deer and not got one to be honest with you. It was a, it was a strange season. I don't think uh, we got, especially where we were hunting anyway, we never really did get into the rut. I think towards the very, very end of the season, we had some does that uh, were by themselves. We had some fawns by themselves, but I never did see any bucks chasing does out there. So just missed it this year, missed the window, and looking forward to next year already. And it's a it's a short season, but we we always put time in and a lot of effort in, especially the prep work that goes into it. So looking forward to that already. Um, Al, we had a big week. The Minnesota Vikings beat. Green Bay, the Packers. Skull, baby. So we have some listeners out there, Green Bay Packers fans. We have some listeners out there that are Vikings fans. And we have some listeners out there that really don't care about either of those two teams. And that's okay, too. But um, big Vikings fans, obviously, here from Minnesota, the border battle. Green Bay goes down 34 to 31. You know what? I was actually just talking to somebody the other day. Uh, and I, I think I messaged this in our, our entire group on our dynasty league there, but, uh, I do think that the NFC is wide open with the amount of teams that are losing here and there. I mean, you have Tampa Bay, right? Who is a great team, obviously coming off a super bowl championship. They just lost to Washington in week 10, right? So that in and of itself is like, okay, well the big dogs just went down. Um, and then, and then you have teams like Dallas who are kind of fluttering. They're up there and they're fluttering a little bit. And then you have Arizona who is is uh, doing well, but obviously playing with a backup quarterback until Kyler comes back. What do you make of the NFC? Do you think the Vikes have a shot if they make the playoffs? You know, I was just talking to, to Mooch about this. For anybody that doesn't know Mooch, uh, that would be my father. Um, we, we were talking about this when we were cutting up cutting up our deer uh, I wrote the Vikings off when they were three and five. And now they're back to 500. They get a big win against the chargers. They get a huge win against the Packers. I mean, no matter what, even if you go two and 16 on the year and you beat the Packers twice, that's a win in my books, but I, I wrote them off, you know, just like any, any Vikings fan would do, you know, you, you lose to Neil Hunter, you lose a couple other guys on the defense and you're going now, here we go again. And I'm not saying that the Vikes are, are going to make the playoffs right now. I believe they're in the, in the six hole is that, I don't know if that's true or not. Cody, can you, can you verify that? 
I'll, yeah, I'll look that up while you're continuing but on here. I, I believe right now, the way it sits they're they're real close, if not in a playoff spot right now, with that being said, you know, there's, we, we still have a lot of football left. You know, we have weeks 12 through 18 to go and they, they have a shot, you know, I mean, if they can go out and win at least four or five games here, they have, they have a legit chance of getting in the playoffs. So with Kyler Murray being out, Cardinals not necessarily playing the best football without them. The Packers now sliding two games. You know, Dallas losing to Kansas City last week. This isn't like the normal NFL where where we see these teams, you know, they'll lose one or two games here and you have your four main that you go, okay, they're for sure in. It's just like fantasy football this year. You, You look at all the leagues, everybody I'm talking to is saying everything's so tight. I, I don't know what to make of it. It's it's not something we've ever really seen before, in my opinion. You know, normally, like I said, you have those teams where you're like, okay, they're in the playoffs. Their division's terrible. They're, they're in. That That's not the case this year. No, that's not the case. And yes, you are correct. We are in the six hole. There are seven teams in the NFC that are going to make playoffs this year. So for our listeners who don't remember, uh, we do have extra playoff teams this year uh, at from that rule change that took place and is now coming into effect this year in 2021. Remember now, Arizona is number one in, in the NFC at nine and two. They have been playing with the backup quarterback, but they had a, they were full systems go when we played against them, the Vikings played against them. And I, I truly think obviously many of us truly think that we should have won that game with that missed field goal at the end of the game. Uh, so there's the number one team in the NFC and we should have beat them. And then you have Packers, the Packers who are at the number two spot who we just beat. They're still at number two Buccaneers at number three at seven and three tied with the Cowboys and Rams in record where the Cowboys are in the number four spot Rams at number five, the Rams are faltering a little bit right now. And then you have the Vikes at number six, the saints at seven, obviously losing Jameis is not, good Simeon does not look good at all except in garbage time we'll get to that and uh your favorite time Cody yeah, that's my favorite your favorite, favorite time, time. Of the year uh and then we had the 49ers are on the bubble at five and five Eagles are five and six and Carolina still struggling uh five and six with Cam Newton now under center Washington four and six and uh Falcons are falling off the face of the earth as well. So we don't need to talk about anything more in the NFC. Do you want to take a quick uh, peek at the AFC since we're here? Go ahead. I mean, it, the, the AFC is not much different than the NFC. Who's I mean, in first in the AFC, Al? Do you want to take a, a guess? Te- I know Tennessee was. Huh, they still are. And they lost to Houston last it, week. That's how tight Houston. this league is right now. Yep. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is pretty poor when when you play against the Texans and lose uh in fact I do have to say that uh yeah the eight and three Titans are are in first place and they just lost to the two and eight Texans uh Ravens in in second place here at seven and three watch out for New England yep Patriots at seven and four you know that I think that's the most surprising team out of all the AFC and NFC teams Al especially Mac Jones I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I mean, they're riding a five-game win streak right now, and Mac Jones, he's not a huge fantasy guy. He's one of those – he's a game manager. There it is. And 
That's the word. You, those are the words know, I'm looking for. Literally. I mean, and he's doing a great job. The defense has, has been playing huge. I know we're going to be talking about them a little bit later on in the show, but I mean, he's doing what it takes to win and that's Bill Belichick football. So look for them to make the playoffs again. And I was thinking Miami and Buffalo for sure. And I, I didn't picture the, the Patriots at all, but here's the Patriots sitting up atop that division once again, where we didn't think we were going to see that for a long time. You know, this one is actually surprising to me too, Al, with, with all the negative talk surrounding this team. And obviously the negative fantasy implications from this team, even this last week, the Chiefs are seven and four. They're continuing to find way, ways to win in an ugly, ugly way. And it's not helping in fantasy other than uh, week 10 when they blew up and they're all coming back kind of into the, the Chiefs normal, the new normal for the Chiefs. And, you know, Mahomes put up another stinker this week. Didn't even get to 10 fantasy points. You know what? Here's the problem. Um, everybody that plays fantasy football starts to expect things out of these NFL players. And has Pat Mahomes lived up to what he was the first few years in the league? No, he has not. He started out great. He was putting up huge points. And, you know, you come to expect that week in and week out, five touchdown games, 450 yards. You know what? It's not going to happen. It's just simply not. And people get so worked up. And when they don't see those results, they start to think that, oh, they're, they're terrible. They're bad. Yeah, you know what? They lost four games this year. And did I expect them to come out and go undefeated? No, I did not. I don't expect any team to ever do that. But they're not a bad football team. You know, Tyreek Hill, I just heard somebody today, actually, in our, in our uh, $500 league that I'm partners with Nick in, uh, we, we can only do drop ads, waiver claims uh, three times a year. Um, and today was, the, was our last chance at waivers. And I, a guy that has Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, he, he was just complaining about Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. And I'm going, Tyreek Hill is still a top, what, top six receiver. And Pat Mahomes is still a top five quarterback. And this is a total points league. This isn't a, heads, uh, a head-to-head ordeal. Whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins the league. And I'm just thinking, how can you be upset because you started out so great? And just because he's not putting up 40 points a week, you know, you can't get mad. And in the NFL, they don't care about fantasy. And he's still getting it done. You know, he, he's still sitting atop that division where at one point in time we were choking around the, the last place Chiefs. Well, they've turned things around. And like always, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. It is funny that you say that. Patrick Mahomes has finished uh, with eight fantasy points, 15 fantasy points, 10 fantasy points, and eight and a half fantasy points. That's four games where he's not doing well for your fantasy team. And yet he's still the number three quarterback on the year. So it, it is interesting. Uh, we, we can move on from the Chiefs, but I, I do hear a lot of complaints about the Chiefs, especially for fantasy. But this is what we've bought into. This is, I mean, they, there is draft capital. I get that. You spent up on these players. If you have Patrick Mahomes on your team and you're in a redraft league, there's a good chance you spent a top three round pick to get Patrick Mahomes. But let this let this be the uh, the ultimate truth of don't take an early quarterback. Like if if you're the one complaining, 
and you're the one that has Patrick Mahomes and you ended up getting him in the first three rounds. Just remember that uh, we are a podcast that supports taking a late round quarterback. There are times where there's a value on a quarterback in the early rounds. Like if Josh Allen slipped somehow slipped to like the end of the fourth into the fifth round, I might've taken him. I, I saw Kyler Murray going in the fourth and fifth round in some leagues too. So there are values, but think about this. I have Tom Brady everywhere, Al. I took Tom Brady in like the, the eighth to the twelfth round in all of my redraft leagues because top nobody ten quarterback, him. nobody wanted him. Oh, top ten quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And and every single week he's he's producing top ten numbers. He's the number two quarterback on the year. And he, yes, he has a couple of games like Washington. He did not play well. He had fifteen points that week, but most weeks he's getting over twenty points. Uh, there's the one week against New England where he scored eleven points, but the weather really determined the outcome of that game. So. I mean, just let it be known. Late round quarterback is always a good option. Don't wait too long. You know, Jalen Hurts is another one of those guys that you got him later on, and he's been great. I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts is the number one overall quarterback. Yeah, he is. After his three touchdown uh, rushing touchdown performance last week, he is without a doubt number one quarterback. Yeah, he's he's scored under twenty points three times, but he has scored uh, right around. 30 points just about every every week that you can imagine so you know Cody I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take a shot at Nick here because the other day I was actually looking at Zach Ertz and he had a huge week this week what do you I think he put up like close to 25 points and a half point PPR something like that and right now he's sitting at I believe tight end number six you know and we have that bet going with with Nick right now that from when he got traded to the end of the year he's going to finish as a top five tight end from the week he got traded. And with that big week, you know, he's sitting, he's sitting right up there. Probably number one or two, honestly, since we made that. that, He's uh, he's probably pretty close. And the the thing about this year is it's not just Pat Mahomes. You know, I'm I'm going to go back to the chiefs here with, with quarterbacks. Look at all the quarterbacks that have been putting up 10 point weeks. You know, it's been insane. Like normally everybody's consistent at, you know, once they start putting up 20s, they're right at 20. Well, this year, it, it's such a roller coaster of a ride that it, it's everybody. Yeah, and- Justin Herbert's right there. I have the I have the Chargers on deck here to talk about. But, you know, Justin Herbert's number five quarterback on the year, but he just got off of a 13-point a performance in week 10, 15 points, 12 points. You know, he's had a couple of, you started the season, 14 points, 16 points. But this last week, Al, he put up 35 against right. Pittsburgh. Right. You, you ride a couple huge weeks and, and it's deceiving. You know, it really is deceiving when you, when you see that, where these guys are ranked, it's, it, it should be, who's the most consistent on a week to week basis to help you win. But it's a, it goes by total points and that's what you're going off of. Yeah, and uh, Bengals and the Chargers both with big wins this week. Very, very critical wins for both of these teams. Uh, The Bengals, they had the Raiders, and the Chargers had the Steelers. And, I mean, both great, great matchups. You know, I was thinking a little bit less fantasy production from that Chargers-Steelers game and a little bit more fantasy production from that Bengals-Raiders game, but it it was the exact opposite. Uh, Eckler had a really big day. We'll get to that, but the chargers are, are looking like they can compete. They've been Al notoriously, uh, poor at finishing out, closing out games. I mean, they're, they're kind of the MLB version 
of the NFL where they don't have a closer. And that's just what they've dealt with for the last few years now, where they lose a lot of those one score games. And the Vikings are kind of taking on that, that role this year. And we're kind of getting out of that slump, hopefully, especially with that big game, big win against green Bay there. But uh, the bills Al, are holding on to that, that seven spot. They're the ones that, uh, they're really struggling their defense, which has been great. Number one against the opposing fantasy running backs, tight end or not tight end uh, wide receiver and quarterback for a while has all of a sudden fallen apart. And Jonathan Taylor absolutely torched them for five touchdowns this week. Their defense couldn't stop anything. The bills just fell apart this week. I, you know, this is a team that, you know, if, if you're betting at the beginning of the season is a hands down favorite to not only win their division, but potentially win the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody was so hyped on Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, you know, and the, the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. You're thinking that offense is going to be absolutely lights out and, you know, not that they haven't had good weeks and whatnot, but they're they're struggling and it, it's it just it's fitting for this year. Because everything that I think everybody predicted is is nowhere near what's going on. No, and that's uh, like we keep talking about the Patriots are in third place in the AFC, and nobody saw that coming. And even the Bengals to you know jump to the five spot. I mean, at, at one point in time, I think the Bengals were actually a top a top three team here in the AFC. So it's going to be a it's really going to be an interesting end of the season now with 18 games for the regular season it's going to be coming down to the wire and it's going to be fun to watch football all the way through uh the end of this season so i I am looking forward to it on the bubble teams wanted to highlight a few of these the pittsburgh steelers at number eight at five four and one they tied the detroit lions that is going to haunt them uh the colts six and five browns six and five raiders at number 11, five and five Broncos are at 500 as well. And they're at number 12 dolphins with uh, another win against the jets. Uh, this one at number 13, and then you have the Texans Jaguars jets at the bottom. Al, the, just real quick, the bubble teams, I just want to highlight this and we'll move on the bubble teams here in the AFC. You got teams all the way down here at number 12, the Broncos, and then the Raiders at number 11 that are 500. And you go over here to the NFC and you look at the 11 and 12 and you have a team that is four and six in the Washington football team. And then the Atlanta Falcons at four and six. So there's a big difference between the AFC and the NFC this year. I wouldn't say a big difference because both those teams are, you know, one game away from 500, but it's tight. It's going to be tight. And I I believe it's going to come right down to week 18 on both sides. I don't think you're going to be seeing that that X on ESPN against the teams that clinch right away. You might see one maybe around week 15, 16, but it's not going to be as early as some, you know, I think that one year, Cody, was it the Saints? I think they clinched in like week 11 or 12. I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago, but don't expect that to happen this year. No, and you said that what they're one game away from 500. Washington again is four and six. Falcons are four and six, so they're two games out from 500. 
the only team that's in the playoff bubble hunt in the NFC that's 500 is the 49ers. Every other team is one game below or two games below. Eagles and Panthers are one game below 500, and Washington, Atlanta are, are two games below. I apologize. What what I meant is they were, you know, they're one win. You know, you switch one of those, a loss for a win, and they're right at 500. Got it, so got it, got it, got it. I, I apologize. Yes, they need to win two more games to get back to 500, but even at that, you know, you, you put on a three, four game win streak, you're right there, you know, so it's going to, it's really going to come down to strength of schedule and who's healthy. Cause I don't know one team in the NFL that really hasn't had a, a star or a very important piece that, you know, really is going to make a difference in the game. You know, a lot of times, you know, you lose a lineman that where it's like, okay, you know, they lost lineman, but I mean, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. I don't know a team that doesn't have one that isn't dinged up, and that's that's not very common. No, it's not common at all. I think injuries have been crazy this year, and I think a lot of people are going to blame the 18-game season, but we're not even through 12 weeks of football yet, and we have no. I mean, every team is dealing with injuries, so it's, it has just been crazy this it's, year. It, it's been that way since week five. We've been, that's one of the biggest highlights we've been talking about all season long. And that's why we got our injury expert going early because it's been absolutely insane. And it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with it. You know, who's on this injury report, you know, are they going to play Thursday games don't help. And you're, you're trying to bobble all this stuff. And, you know, now playing in two dynasty leagues, that's tough enough, especially when they're so deep, you know, our leagues are, what two quarterbacks, two running backs, three receivers, and two flex. I mean, you're you're trying to juggle all these guys and you got IR spots and there's no waiver places. Oh man, it it's just been it's been a rough, rough year. And but it has made things a lot more interesting. It certainly has. And we could sit here every episode and all we could do is talk about injury. We could all, the we, whole time. The we whole could time. make a show just about injuries, the entire episode, every single week. That is how many injuries we have. But thank you, Nick. Uh, shout out to Nick, our injury expert, for keeping on top of this. And we truly only spend about five, ten minutes talking about injuries every episode, and I think that's pretty good. And I've listened to a couple other podcasts, and they do spend a lot of time talking about the injury report because, I mean, that's that's what you have to talk about, the fantasy implications. Who do you – I mean, think about that, Al. Every every waiver wire episode that we've talked about has something to do with injuries. Every trade episode has something to do with injuries. I mean, it, it all stems from injuries, and unfortunately, this year it's just been crazy. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the main reasons why this year is so close. You know, you're you're always guessing, and you know, you play these guys, and you know, they have great matchups. Like for instance, this last week, Michael Carter. You know, he you know, I'm, I'm super high on him. Um, he's, he's been having a, a pretty dang good year for a rookie running back on the jets. You know, that it's, it's the jets. They're, they're terrible, but he goes all with an ankle injury. What's going to happen to him? You know, is, is he going to be back in a week? Is he going to be back in two weeks? Who knows? So now going forward, okay, everybody. Okay. Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson. Well, Devin Coleman's still there. You know, that what are they going to do? And the, the guessing game this year it isn't as easy as it used to be. And 
that's what's making fantasy so difficult and why all these leagues are so close because every week's a different it's a different story you know we always talk about trends trend 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 joe burrow trend you know we like to we like to hit on that and this year trends aren't really they're not really there you know you got your main guys that are top five in each of their positions but after that that's why the five through tens rotating so much and well, we could talk about this all day and I could babble on and on and on, but the, the listeners are probably going, okay, I'll shut up. But that that's the problem. And I don't think it's going to change. And hopefully next year is a little bit different. I don't want to talk about next year yet. So I apologize for that, but something's got to give here. And hopefully going into the playoffs, you start to see some more trends and people getting healthy. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, real, real quick, and then we're going to move on, Al. I uh, just wanted to highlight, you know, Michael Carter, you just talked about this. Michael Carter had nine carries, 63 yards on the ground, and was looking great before that injury. Tevin Coleman jumped in, and he had five carries to to uh, Ty Johnson's one carry. So I, I do think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. You talked about trends. Uh, two of our favorite players, mine is Elijah Moore. Yours is Darnell Mooney. Um, coming out of college. That's why I say favorite players. I mean, these guys are guys we've pumped up since they came into the league before they came into the league. I mean, I watched draft night just sitting there drooling over the fact that, you know, where, where's Elijah Moore going to end up? How much fantasy production is he going to get because of where he gets selected to go? And um, those are, that's what makes fantasy fun, you know, calling your shots and seeing these, these guys blow up. And I think that's starting to happen. The second half of the season, Al, is when rookies and second-year breakouts happen. Not the first half of the year, typically. It's usually the second half of the year. So, so pay attention and you know, keep a close eye on people like Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney because they might be guys that are drafted early next year because of their finish this year. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I, I've been a huge Darnell Mooney fan since our first startup uh, Dynasty League, what, two years ago now? And, you know, you, you start to really look into these guys and see how they, you know, what they, what they did in college, how they produce, what, what the analysis have to say about them. And Darnell Mooney is a guy that doesn't have a lot of competition for targets. Uh, Allen Robinson has been super disappointing as everybody knows. Uh, here's, here's a guy that finished as the number seven receiver in PPR last year. And, I don't even think he has a quarter of the catches he did last year. And Darnell Mooney is going to be the future of Chicago. I don't expect Allen Robinson to re-sign. He's walking next year. And Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields are really going to start hitting it off. Look for that. And I'm, I'm super excited to see where that goes, not as a Vikings fan, but as a Mooney fan. Yeah, I think so too. And you have to appreciate the talent and the player, right? And whether he ended up in Chicago or not, I was this Darnell Mooney fan right out of the gate. And I think that, uh, that that's fun. It's the fun part of fantasy football, even if they're in your division and they're a division rival of sorts. Although if he's on green Bay, this might be a different story. Um, I, I did actually, I just thought about this. I made a uh, a call on the top 12 running backs last week. And I'm going to wait till Nick is back, hopefully tomorrow, 
and can uh, report out on how I did. I was supposed to get uh, eight of the 12 in the top, uh, in the top 12 that I called. So I guess we'll find out. I know Jonathan Taylor was in that list and he was number one by far. So I got that. I got that what one did, right. What did he do again? Oh, five touchdowns. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. About that. So let's let's get into a couple of games here. Let's just go right down the, the line. And then at the end of this, Al, we're going to do a couple of trades. We want to highlight some of the trades that went through in our leagues at the very end of the, the deadline and then get some listeners to submit some of theirs. New England against Atlanta. Big one in this matchup, Al. Just real quick. Uh, Patriots defense playing Thursday night. Put up a ton of points. Uh, in your standard defensive leagues, I think they scored anywhere from like 26 to 28 points. Uh, in our league, our keeper league, they scored 23. So, yeah, I think they, they scored 28 points in most other leagues. And that's not a good way to start your, your week if you're playing against them. And it's a great way to start your week if you had them on your team. I had 41 points, I think is what it was. Between my kicker and defense, I had Folk going um, and pa- the Pats D to start the week. And that felt pretty good. Oh, that's a great start. No, like, like you say, Patriots D came to play. I, I think Atlanta's just falling apart. Cordero Patterson, Cordero Patterson out. No Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts gets shut down. There's not much offense going on there. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Davis still very, very shaky at best. If you're not starting him at all, a lot of people have dropped him. Um, the one thing I want to highlight out of this game, Cody, I know we don't want to talk too much on each one of these games, but Ramondre Stevenson looks like he could potentially be taken over for Damon Harris. And Damon Harris has not looked bad at all this year. You know, right now he he's an RB2, low-end RB2, just kind of what we've been talking about him all year. But now with Stevenson there, going towards the playoffs, people that have been relying on Damon Harris, much like myself, we're starting to panic a little bit. I wouldn't say full panic, but it's starting to look like a, a 60, 40 or a 55, 45 split there. That's something to really look forward, look on going forward, especially if he is your true RB two. Yeah. And Stevenson actually outtouched Harris 13 to 11, if you include receptions there. So it is, uh, it is scary. It's getting scary. I have Harris in a couple of leagues as well. Uh, real quick, Al, Green Bay and Minnesota, that was an absolute slugfest for fantasy points. Both Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers did very well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and 385 yards. Kirk threw for 341 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, A.J. Dillon looked okay. It wasn't great. I know a lot of people were hoping that for a bigger day from him. Dalvin Cook was back to his normal self, looked great. Uh and then Adams and Jefferson, the way, I mean, if you, if you could draw up like your perfect fantasy uh, results from this game, I think you got it. You know, Adams produced Jefferson produced Thielen produced uh, even Conklin. And, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of fantasy points going around in this one. I'm going to tell you, I have Aaron Rodgers in four leagues. I have Rodgers, Devonte Adams, stack in two leagues and the best part about the Vikings winning this game is those two lit it up and I was more than excited about it because one Vikings win two my players do well and I win 
soul. Something like that, you couldn't ask for much more out of this game. Here's here's one for you. I'll DFS lineup. I stacked Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill this week. Did not Ouch. work out so well. Guess, guess who I stacked last week? A week too early. Rodgers and Adams. Rodgers and Adams. If you flip those <laughs> two stacks, like if I if I could do that over again and have Tyreek and Mahomes in week 10, and then obviously the Rodgers Adams stack in week 11, I would have been in the money. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, Houston upsets, Tennessee, 22 to 13. We don't need to talk about this one. I don't see anything. Nah, Brandon Cook suck. That's about it. Yeah, not good. Tyrod look, look good. Obviously scoring two on the ground like that helps your team. New Orleans against Philly. No, Jalen Hurts, uh, three rushing touchdowns, yeah, man, oh. being greedy at the goal line. Really? I mean, you know what? Ever since when Sanders was gone, Jordan Howard puts the ball across the goal line. He ended up getting hurt in this game. Um, he doesn't, he must not like Miles Sanders because he just doesn't want to give it to him on the goal line. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't either. Come on. No, I mean, I, I really wouldn't either, but am I going to hand it off to a 5'11, 211 pound guy, or am I going to take it in? I'm six one two twenty three. Yeah, that that is true. But other than that, just showing his dominance, though. I mean, Mar- <laughs> that is true. Mark Ingram six six grabs, only twenty five yards. They're really really missing Alvin Kamara. Hopefully, he comes back sooner rather than later. But other than that, there's really no other fantasy implications here, Cody. Really hoping Kamara's back for Thanksgiving night. Uh, they play that late game. We're going to have a special Thanksgiving episode, by the way. Tomorrow night, we'll talk about Thanksgiving games and probably talk about our favorite Thanksgiving meals just because we're on the topic. Uh, let's see. Trevor Simeon, by the way, garbage time. Don't want to talk about him. He he was awful. Nope. Nobody's starting him. No, don't even keep him don't talk about him. Yep. No, Good keep grief. going. Uh, okay. Buffalo is majorly upset here against uh, the Colts, 41-15. Uh, yeah, the, this is the story of the week. Jonathan Taylor enough said mm-hmm. <laughs> 185 yards, four touchdowns on the ground and three receptions and a touchdown through the air, five total touchdowns. This game reminded me of the Christmas day game with Alvin Kamara, Kamara. against yep. our beloved Vikings and flashbacks. Not good. Yeah. I mean, and it was championship week too. That was the worst part. So, I mean, you literally lost your entire championship if you're playing against them or you won it if you had them on your team. And I think uh, I'd like to know, actually, shout out to all of our listeners. Here's, here's an ask. If you played against Jonathan Taylor this week and you won, I want to know. I want to see that snapshot, that screenshot. Send it to us because that is a miracle in and of itself. Cody, you want to know a fun fact? Let's hear it. In our keeper league, for all our listeners, because you already know, my brother has Jonathan Taylor, who scored 51.9 fantasy points this week. My fantasy team this last week scored 59. <laughs> the good news is I got oh, a win. The, yeah, this is I did get a win. Embarrassing. It, it, oh, I'm 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 shout I'm out to John Levine. Don't forget shout to... out to John Levine. I am super stoked about this. I just talked to our good friend uh Jordan Paratello. We call him Doctor. Shout out to you, buddy. Um, and he goes, he, he said it perfect. He goes, It's not about who you got in your lineup, it's about who you're playing against. And it, it worked out this week. John made a mistake, didn't wake up on time to check his lineup. Lamar Jackson was in, had Kirk Cousins on his bench. That's fine because it's keeping me in the playoff hunt. So I, I don't even care. 
yeah, it's crunch time. And yeah, that's a terrible mistake. Here's, here's just one for you. We, we talked about Stefan Diggs. We had Matt Soderberg on the show and right before we, I think it was before week six, he's like, Hey, go get Stefan Diggs. Like he had a couple of poor games here recently and he had a poor start to the year compared to where people drafted him. He has five touchdowns in the last five games. So that is good to see. Uh, let's see. We have Miami and the Jets. Miami 24 over the Jets 17. Tua looks good, man. Um, I actually try to make a move for Tua and Waddle both. Try to get that stack in Dynasty from Vinny. Shout out to Vincent. Uh, and then my boy Elijah Moore goes off in this one yet again. Eight receptions for 141 yards and a touchdown. That is two straight, uh, well, four straight weeks of 10 plus fantasy points. And uh, that's two games in the last three that he's played over 23. That is a trend. Thank you, Al. Thank you. So Elijah Moore looking fantastic. How about your boy, Miles Gaskin? Yeah, let's not talk about him. I'm sure he, he wiggled his way up into the top 12, which obviously I did not pick Miles Gaskin to be in top my top 12. So might have had one or two wrong here this week. San Francisco 30, Jacksonville 10. Any big news in this one other than Trevor Lawrence is, yeah. continues to be awful for fantasy? I'm super disappointed in myself for picking Lawrence to be my uh, second half quarterback. That's the biggest news here, but not the biggest news, second biggest news. The biggest news is Debo Samuel had eight carries for 79 yards and a touchdown and one reception <laughs> for 15 yards. Oh, I, know. I think that's the biggest news. One, still fantasy relevant, had a good day, did not catch the ball. He ran the ball. It's interesting. They've been literally running him out of the backfield like a Cordero Patterson. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. I love Debo. He's one of my favorite players to watch play football. If that guy can stay healthy, he is electric. But I think one of the bigger pieces from this game actually is Brandon Ayuk. Oh, that's uh, two games in the last three that he's been very fantasy relevant, getting a lot of work and saw seven targets, got uh, grabbed all seven of them too. So 85 yards and a touchdown on this one. Prime example why you, you can't dump guys early. You know, I mean, it sucks having them on your bench when, when you're, you know, they're not producing. He was a healthy scratch early in the season. Uh, he, he's coming around. And he, for these guys to win, you know, the Niners, period, you can't just rely on two guys to catch the ball. And we see this with Green Bay every single year, and this is why Rodgers was so upset at the beginning of the year. They have chances to go get guys. And they only have Devontae Adams. Yeah, Valdez Scantling had a good day against Minnesota. A lot, of, a lot of guys do. But you get so one-dimensional with who you're throwing the ball to that if you really need to win come playoff time, they're going to tee off on you. Now, Kittle, they have Kittle's back and healthy. He's looking great. Scored another touchdown. I was going to say, how many games is that? Ever since he came back, three touchdowns. Three games, three touchdowns. Looking good. That's the guy you drafted him to be. But Debo Samuel... One catch. He was averaging, what, seven, eight catches a game, 100, 100 plus yards. And now Ayuk's getting in the game. They can utilize these guys in a different way. So that's why I hang on to guys longer. Not necessarily saying that, okay, you know, a great move on keeping them if you really needed a guy in shallower leagues. But he's a guy that a lot of people just gave up on. And now he's going to help some teams make, make a playoff push. 
I agree with you. Cleveland, 13. Detroit, 10. Detroit is 0-9-1 on the year. They had that Pittsburgh tie. Uh, so Cleveland, you know, Nick, Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift actually both great fantasy finishes on the week. I did have both inside my top 12. So boom, there's two right there. Uh, yeah, look great. I mean, that's all I have in this one is those two running backs and they're going to continue to shine. I think cream hunts coming back, but I'm still start obviously starting Nick Chubb and firing him up, up as a RB one every week. Uh, oh, that's, that's a must. Yeah, absolutely. Deandre Swift is electric, man. I, I mean, for that team to be Oh nine and one and Deandre Swift to be the number five running back in the year. Good for him. He, he has looked awesome this year. Fun player to watch for sure. Baltimore 16, Chicago 13. This is a dud because Lamar was out and so was Hollywood Brown. But Devontae Freeman punches one in and ends up with 17 fantasy points in the week. There's another one that might have trickled his way into the top 12, which is not good for me. Uh, Montgomery was very quiet in this one. Andy Dalton had to take over for hurt Justin Fields. If Andy Dalton starts, I am... I'm telling you right now, Al, I'm firing up Darnell Mooney. I'm ar- I'm already starting him. Yeah, he had five catches. Everybody, oh, he had five catches. He had 16, 16 targets. targets. Uh, My unreal. goodness. And he capitalized, you know, 121 yards. yards. Yeah, touchdown. That's... You know, it, that's pretty deceiving. There's a lot of games where it's like, I believe when Jordan Love started for the Packers, Devontae Adams had 14 targets. Well, Love literally targeted him four times and missed like straight up the ball was uncatchable just missed a wide open Devonte adams and then how many of those are getting thrown out of bounds in his direction that they consider a target so really i mean you can probably get rid of at least six of those and say that those aren't really targets but regardless that's a good day any way you look at it five grabs 121 yards you're not you're not disappointed when you're seeing that kind of volume and your yards per catch is up there. I mean, listen to these yards per, per catch, 11, nine, 25, 12, nine, 20, 11, 14, 24. I mean, yards per catch. This guy is, is, uh, he's catching the deep ball and they're utilizing him in different ways. You look back to week nine before they're by, he had a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. So this team's figuring out different ways to use, uh, Darnell Mooney and get the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. So looking looking for Baltimore to obviously get their players back and be more fantasy relevant here next week. Washington comes out and beats Carolina 27-21. I'll start with our first dynasty trade. I traded away Taylor Heineke in dynasty for absolutely nothing. Garbage. Dan Arnold and a third-round pick, and I regret it every second of it. And... uh they keep winning games. I'm telling you right now that they're going to be hard pressed to move on from Taylor Heineke. He continues to get better and better as the season goes on. And he's fantasy relevant. He has scored over 20 fantasy points in one, two, three, four, five games this year. For someone who's never started like this in the NFL to, to go off and, and put up fantasy points like he does, he, he rushes the ball pretty well. So that helps. Who, who told you to pick him up last year, Cody? You did. And you have him in in uh, dynasty league as well. Absolutely. And he, he's one of those guys, I believe he was in the XFL yeah, he was. Or, or the CFL. It was one of the two. I, I can't remember which one, but 
his story is amazing. You know, so anybody that hasn't, hasn't read up on it, I, I encourage you to do so. He's just an all around good teammate and, and a heck of an inspiration to never give up. And like you said, fantasy relevant, you can't ask for much more. Right. I believe he played for our Minnesota Vikings for a little bit, didn't he? We dra- I think we drafted him or we, I don't know if he was drafted. Maybe we just picked him up and signed him, but yeah, he, uh, 2015, 2016, he was in Minnesota. He never took a snap, but he was in Minnesota over the bench. Typical Minnesota team giving up on, giving up on a guy. I know. Un- unbelievable. Uh, Cam Newton, speaking of fantasy relevant, Cam Newton with 26 fantasy points this week, Christian McCaffrey getting it done as well. 21 points. Cam Newton's going to continue to take those goal line opportunities, though. Christian McCaffrey could have had another touchdown this one, but Newton pounds one in on the ground. Terry McLaurin looked great, 18 fantasy points, almost 19 fantasy points. DJ Moore scored a touchdown in this one, but his usage is, I don't know. I'm I'm scared. Here's the deal, Al, and we'll maybe we'll cover this. I'm just going to put food for thought. Darnell Mooney or DJ Moore this week in a standard league. That's a food for thought. We don't need to answer that now, but we'll, we'll answer it on tomorrow's or uh, yeah, tomorrow's show. We're going to do one before Thanksgiving here. Uh, Cincinnati real quick, 32 over Vegas, uh, 13 points is what they put on this, put up in this one. Uh, Joe Mixon, 24 points. That's the highlight of this game. Everything else was pretty blah. Darren Waller got involved, seven catches, 116 yards. Evan McPherson. I know that Nick doesn't like this guy because his name is Evan. But uh, he put up 28 and a half fantasy points for a kicker. Just uh, got to get my kicker announcement in there. That's pretty good. This one was ugly. I watched this game and I had to turn it off. Dallas and Kansas City, 19 to 9. Kansas City wins this one. This, this game for fantasy was awful. It sucked. I mean, you had Patrick Mahomes puts up eight and a half points. Dak puts up 4.6. Supposed to be in a shootout. Like what, what kind of shootout is this? Clyde Edwards Hilaire puts up 15 points. Tyreek Hill, 15. Kelsey was 16. Otherwise, everybody else was awful in this game. But the, the thing is, you know, I mean, yeah, Mahomes disappointment, Dak disappointment, Zeke disappointment. Yeah, we can go on and on and on. But, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, Travis Kelsey, nothing. Those are those are just fine weeks. Yeah, you draft and be 20, 30-point guys. But I don't know anybody that should be complaining about a 15, 16 point week out of, out of a guy, especially this year, the way things have been going. So I'm not that disappointed, especially CEH owners, you know, they're probably just excited to see him back on the field and be able to plug him in to their lineups. Yeah, I think so too. CEH is back. It's good to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire back on the field. Russell Wilson does not look like himself. And I think he's gone after this year in Seattle. They lose this one into Arizona 23 to 13 against Colt McCoy, who put up 23 fantasy points. James Connor. Did, did you know? Fun fact, fun fact here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Colt McCoy in two years is 2 0 against the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, that is, that is interesting. Yeah, like Colt McCoy, he, he scored. <laughs> 9.4 fantasy points in that game last year against Seattle. He has played in the league for 11 years. He has been in the NFL. That is outrageous. The man is 35 and he just continues to gut it out. Well, that's what happens when you don't play. You can sit there and make millions and look at a tablet. I mean, he he's had to play what two weeks now. Yeah. Go in there, 
get your time in, but you can, you can play a long, long time when you don't actually get in the game. Yeah. He's, he has uh, come out and played three weeks, but I don't know what all happened here in week 10. I guess I'd have to go back and look again, but he played against Carolina. He only logged 60% of snaps. Was it because they, I guess I don't know. I think he had, he ended up with an injury. It was like, it was like a bruised ribs or something. Uh, If Nick was here, he'd tell us, but something did happen in that their, their other quarterback had to come in and play a few snaps. So, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so we have James Conner, who did well. He had 21 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown, five I catches believe, for 37 yards. I believe when Edmonds comes back, Conner's volume is going to stay the same. I think so, too. Now, for this year, Dynasty owners, I'd be hesitant on him because you never truly know what's going to happen in the offseason, but th- they might bring him back, and he's looked great, so I wouldn't blame him one bit, but going forward, I don't know if he's what they're thinking for, you know, I mean, with, with a season like this where everybody kind of ruled him out, Pittsburgh, letting him go, what, what's he going to do? So this year he, he is another guy that's going to help you win uh, playoff games and potentially a fantasy championship by averaging 16 to 20 points a week. Yeah, James Conner is the number eight running back on the year. Tyler Lockett. Did not disappear. He actually outperformed DK Metcalf, but with Russ not looking like himself, this is going to be a tough wide receiver group if if he can't get it turned around. Speaking of wide receiver, this is the definition of a utility guy, Al. Rondell Moore had 11 catches on 11 targets for 51 yards. Check down city. Well, DeAndre Hopkins ain't there, so they, they got to move the ball somehow. Yeah, I was disappointed. I had Christian Kirk going. He only had 25 yards in this one. Zach Ertz is the big uh, the big name here, though. Eight catches, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. So you, you nailed it. It was 24.8 fantasy points, almost 25 fantasy points from what you mentioned earlier. Expect more on uh, Zach Ertz moving forward. Even with Kyler Murray back, I think he's going to be a viable tight end option if you don't have one of those big three. He, You know, he he's learning the offense. It takes a little bit, and the guy can catch balls that that's, that's the way it is. I mean, look at him for them a couple of years in, uh, in Philly, he was the number two tight end year in and year out. And th- this is a piece that Arizona needs, you know, I mean, everybody's teeing off on, on D hop when he's healthy, you know, they, they have an unbelievable receiver core, uh, Hopkins, green, Moore, Kirk, and then throw Ertz on top of it. Kyler's got to be in heaven. Well, if he was on the field, he'd be, he'd be in heaven, but you know, and then, and then you throw in Edmonds and Connor in the backfield that that's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I think so too. And we have uh, two more games real quick. The Pittsburgh Steelers lose this one 41 to 37 to the LA chargers. Herbert has a monster performance, 35 fantasy points in the week. Ben Roethlisberger, welcome to the club, buddy. Scored over 20 fantasy points for the first time this year. Congratulations, Big Ben. Have yourself a cheeseburger. Speaking of cheeseburgers, Patty Fries. Uh, Big Ben ordered a medium fry this week. He had Patty Fries score a touchdown, but he only had 11 yards. Yeah, Fryer moves my guy, but 
if Ebron would just get out of town, Fryermuth would be he he'd be a top. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a, a a limb here and say a top five tight end the way that Big Ben's throwing the ball. He just can't he he just can't throw that deep ball. You know, I mean Claypool, no. Deontay Johnson, they're without Juju, who's normally their you know their slot guy that'll that'll catch those five to five to seven yard passes, but you know, Big Ben just not being able to throw it, those tight ends should be thriving, but that's why Najee Harris is catching a, a ton of balls as well. Yeah, Ebron is so annoying. Hey, by the way, Keenan Allen continues to see volume. I had mentioned he was one of my second half of the year players that's going to continue to see 13 targets, 12, 13 targets a game. He is literally averaging 12 targets a game in the last four games and continues to see all the volume in the world, not scoring touchdowns. He only has two touchdowns on the year, but he's putting up 100-yard performances on you know, this week nine grabs on 13 targets. So great fantasy production there. Mike Williams gets back on the score sheet with a touchdown, 97 yards. Deontay Johnson looked great in this one, 19.6 fantasy points with hundred yards and a touchdown on seven catches. Chase Claypool, two carries and uh, five catches for 93 yards. Like to see him more involved, but it's tough with this big Ben and not being able to get the ball downfield. Austin Eckler with a big fantasy finish. I mean, the LA Chargers this this week, Herbert 35 points, Eckler 38 and a half, Williams 18, Keenan Allen 15.7. I mean, that whole fantasy roster, I think we, we had gone over this with the Bengals weeks ago, but if you started that whole fantasy team or that whole team as your fantasy lineup, you'd probably win your lineup or your matchup this week. Last Al here, Tampa Bay wins 30 to 10 in a blowout performance. I did not even turn the game on this if the, the Giants are on TV, count me out. Saquon Barkley, I had made a comment, Al, is he ever coming back? I, truly, I want to know, is he ever coming back as, as the old Saquon? I think he does. It's going to take him some time. You know, when he came back this year, they were really just kind of trying to limp his way back into the lineup and, and really baby him. Oh, he was and limping, it, all right. Well, it, he's going to be limping. But, you know, it, it's tough to say. I would love to say so because he, he is so fun to watch when he's healthy. He is just an absolute freak. I mean, the, the guy has tree trunks for legs. And as far as this year, I don't know. I, I really don't know if you're going to see the 20-point Saquon or if, it, if this is just going to be eight, nine, maybe ten points. But the, the Giants are awful, it, and there's, there's no way around that. I mean, Kenny Galladay is an absolute freak of an athlete, and he had one catch for 12 yards. That guy is a wide receiver one day in and day out. Give him a quarterback that can get him the ball. They're, they're not even targeting him, and he is an absolute freak. And, and it's so frustrating for fantasy owners I have Kenny Galladay in a ton of leagues because he's, he's just pure talent. You, you don't see it. When Detroit drafted him, they're basically calling him baby Megatron. You know, th this is, this is Calvin Ridley in a different body. Calvin Johnson. Or, yeah. Cal sorry, not Calvin. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. But they're, they're, they're not using him. 
what was the point in, of going out and getting him if you're not going to try to get him the ball and paying him? I mean, they paid him big money to 17 be... million a year. Yep. To catch one ball for 12 yards. Heck, pay me that. And I'll, <laughs> that I'll do that or try to. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll give him, I'll give him the same effort that that Galladay does. I promise. But I mean, come on. This team is just a dumpster fire. You know, back to Saquon, I will give him this, though. He does have a juicy matchup coming up. He's got Philadelphia, he's got Miami, and then he has the Chargers. So those three matchups, uh, not great against the opposing fantasy running back. So if if we see Saquon Barkley back to normal, air quotes, normal, uh, it will be here in the next three weeks. We will know. It'll be a yes or a no. Yeah, but the Giants need to get up if they're really going to utilize them because eh. the, the, the way Philly's been playing, eh? If they get up, they got to throw the ball. And Daniel Jones can't. He they're not. They're not to afraid me, to they dump just it off, though. I mean, Daniel Jones yeah. would dump it off to him six, eight times, and he could do. Yeah, something but with it. but they're going to be worried about injury. So yeah, they'll throw uh, Devontae Booker in there to to take away six catches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, real, real, real quick, just going to highlight Tom Brady had a good day: three hundred seven yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Mike Evans had one of those touchdowns: seventy-three yards, six catches. Godwin had the other. Uh, six receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Gronkowski was back, six catches, 71 yards. That was good to see. And we are done highlighting these games. Let's just get right into a couple of trades, Al. The Keeper League. I'm just going to start by saying my team is a dumpster fire, has been for the last few weeks. And I'm in dead last. And I have Aaron Jones. He's probably not going to play this week. He's got the bye the following week. And he's not helping my team. I'm three and eight. My season's looking bleak, so I needed to make a move, and I traded you. I gave you Aaron Jones and Zach Ertz, who is, has been great as of late. You don't have a you didn't have a great tight end option, so I got Higby in return, and I had Josh Jacobs. It sounds yucky. I don't like Josh Jacobs, but he's a startable running back, and I I can start him the next two weeks, and my playoff hopes are still alive now. But what what say you? because you're the one that received the other end of that trade. I thought long and hard about this. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to throw another shout out to uh, Jordan Paratello uh, doctor. I actually was getting my hair cut the other day and I ran into him. He was coming in after me and we talked a little bit about this trade, the, about guys, the trade offer at the time. Hold on. You, you guys both get haircuts at a very fancy establishment. It, it's a, it's a great place. Anybody, any listeners in the Grand Rapids area, uh, go to salon, Brad, just, uh, ask have for a beer. Jeremy, have ask a beer, for Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can get a beer, beard trim and, and your haircut all at once. Uh, Jeremy Olson's there. Great guy. We'll talk fantasy with you. I've been trying to get him to listen to the podcast. Uh, Hashtag going to be a sponsor. <laughs> I hope so. I will, I will do my best the next time I'm in there to get him to uh, be a sponsor, but but yeah, so doctor and I were talking about this and, and I told him straight up, I, was, I said, I don't know if I can do the trade. I go, I want to in the worst way, but you know, Jacobs is a nine to 12 point guy this year. Yeah. He's hit what? 16, 17, maybe a couple times, but he's, he's solid. He's going to, you know what you're getting with him. You know, his floor and his ceiling this year are so close that it's a tough guy to give up. And I could have kept him next year. I believe in the fourth round. But I had to take a chance that Aaron Jones, that I'm going to make the playoffs for one. 
And for two, that Aaron Jones comes back and is that 20-point guy. And for you, if you're trying to keep your playoff hopes alive, you need a guy that is going to play. Yeah, I went from 0% chance of making playoffs to 5% chance. Exactly. And so did, you know, some people would say, oh, there's collusion, there's this and that because okay, stop i have aj dillon and i'm i'm starting aj dillon like i gotta start players guys i gotta there's nobody on waivers we have deep teams and there's 12 teams in this league absolutely and you know and our league's really good nobody's really gonna say that but listeners are going why would you make that trade and on it, it makes sense you know a couple of the guys in the leagues in the league reached out and, and basically said the same thing that you said you, you had to take a chance and I'm taking a chance that I'm going to make the playoffs because now I have to start Devonte Freeman and Saquon Barkley. Which those, those are my isn't, options. Isn't terrible, especially with how Freeman's been playing. Right. Not, not terrible, but Lamar Jackson comes back. And if Freeman doesn't get that touchdown, he's a, he's a six point guy. That's the way Freeman's been playing. Yeah. No, so I hear you. I, I, I'm taking a chance as well. And, I mean, earlier in the year, you look at that and you go, oh, wow, that's a no-brainer. It, it took me to 30 seconds left in the game to accept the trade. That's how critical this trade was. And, you know, Zach Ertz is on by this week. So now I'm stuck with, I hope Pat Fryermuth actually jumps ahead of Ebron and scores another touchdown. Otherwise, I'm probably taking an L this week. Ah, don't be so down on yourself. Hey, speaking of which, Salam Brad, shout out to uh, Haley Trombley, Vince's awesome wife. She also cuts hair. So for those in the area um, that especially ladies who are listening or guys, if you want to get your lady something nice for Christmas, get your get your lady uh, color and cut from from Haley Trombley at Salam Brad. And by the way, since we're giving them shout outs already, I'm thinking we should get like four free haircuts a year and we should go in together and just talk. We should just like have a podcast with Jeremy and he could be a part of the show. And That'd be awesome. And but it, have they do have there. another, they do have another guy there that is really big on football. JJ uh, doctor gets his haircut from him. JJ. He's a great guy as well. I've got my haircut from him once when Jeremy was on vacation and you know what? It, it's just an all around good place to be Uh really good atmosphere. It's, it's a different experience and I, I highly recommend it. So we have, uh, Oh man, we had a couple of trades come in, in our dynasty league. Let's just finish the show with this one. Al, what do you think about the big trade from Vince? Let's just, let's go to that one. So Vince really wanted CD lamb and Rondell Moore. So CD Lamb's one of his favorites. Rondell Moore has become one of his favorites because he has Kyler Murray. He obviously had to pay up to get him. What do you think about this trade? What say you, listeners? He had to give up to get C.D. Lamb, Rondell Moore, and a second-round pick in 2022. He ended up trading away Devontae Booker, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Rashad Bateman, and a 2022 first-round pick. So I'll let that sink in. I'll say it one more time. C.D. Lamb, Rondell Moore, and a second for Booker, Barkley, Sanders, Bateman, and a first. Al, your initial reaction was that he gave up way too much. Have you thought a little about it a little bit more and change your opinion? You know, I 
I'm going to say this in dynasty, especially when you're, when you're rebuilding, which that is what Vinny is doing in this league. And he's made it very apparent. He has, this is the same league that we've talked about in the past where he traded me Adam Thielen and three second round picks for help me out Cody. Cause I, I don't even remember the trade. Um, it's, it's getting a little late for me. I'm getting a little tired. I apologize, but you know, it, he's doing everything to get the guys he wants. Yeah. And he, he needed Hubbard. He has CMC. So in that trade, it was Thielen in three seconds for Hubbard and a first. Yes. Yeah, so he he's shoring up the Carolina backfield, which is a smart move on his behalf. Um, this trade, I was a little confused and, you know, shout out to Vinny. You're going out and get the guys you want. CD lamb is going to be an absolute freak for years to come. Great receiver. Rondell Moore, you know, Christian Kirk could potentially walk after this year. AJ Green's going to be gone. D hop isn't getting any younger. Kyler Murray is, you know, only he, what is this? His third year in the league. He's going to be around for many, many, many years. I like Rondell Moore. I think he, he falls into the slot guy here over time, you know, for a long time, you know, the, the guy's just a straight up baller, uh, giving up Barkley and Sanders, which I'm not big on Sanders. Who knows what's going to happen with Barkley potentially gave up a huge asset in, in Bateman and then gave up a first round pick, which that, that first round pick in my opinion is going to be, a mid to early first um a little confused on that but he went out and got well, the guys he wanted so i'll break it down for you al let me ask you this if you really liked rondell moore and you had kyler murray would you trade rondell or would you trade away bateman for rondell moore would you consider it i'd, I'd have to think about it okay. um you know in, in two years I might be eating my words and saying Rondell Moore is a wide receiver one. Sure. And Bateman playing for Baltimore where Lamar Jackson, you know, it's more of a run first offense. It, it, it might change things, you know? So I'm, I'm not saying it's a terrible trade for this year. Obviously it's leaning one side for me. The guy that got him, he's making a playoff push. If Barkley comes back, and is the Barkley we've come to know, then it, it, it's a great trade on, on both sides. One, Vinny is tanking. It, that's going to help him tank. He's, he's losing a guy that would be putting up 20 points. And Miles Sanders is, you know, give or take seven to 10. But he's getting CeeDee Lamb. And we always say, go get the best player in the trade. I think CeeDee Lamb is the best player in the trade. So, so too. you know, it's the more and more I think about it, it's to me, it's, it's not a terrible trade. I would have liked to be on the receiving end of the Barkley side, but going, you know, three years from now, the CD lamp side could be, could be much better. Yeah. I just look at it like this. I think that it's a, it's a great, great trade for getting the guys that you want because you're paying up for guys in that, I mean, this could be their peak value. CD Lamb could be at his peak value right now. Rondell Moore could be at his peak value right now. So you you have to pay up for these guys. And I see it this way. I say, uh, I see Bateman for Moore, and then I see CD in a second for 
Barkley, Booker. Uh, I just leave him out of it. Sanders and a first. And I think Barkley, Sanders, and a first for Lamb isn't outrageous. Is it an overpay? Yes. But if you really want CD Lamb, wide receivers are worth more in fantasy football for especially dynasty. especially in our league where we we can start five wide receivers. Yes, you five, have to five start, wide receivers. You have to start three every week. So no, and, and he and he's a top three top three wide receiver in in terms of dynasty between him, Chase, and Jefferson. I think those guys right there are the top three fantasy dynasty fantasy wide receivers out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Half PPR too, by the way. Now here, here's another thing, Cody, which it's kind of, kind of funny because Nick and I tonight in our $500 league, we, uh, we actually made a trade. We traded Saquon Barkley for CD lamb straight up. And, you know, we, we think obviously we got the better end of the deal. Um, and our other running backs are Joel Mixon, Deandre Swift, and James Conner. So we have three top 12 running backs on our roster already, but it's all about league settings. Why did you make this trade out? We, we start one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a kicker and a defense. You can't start more than two running backs in this league. So why exactly. would you want four running backs worth two great running backs that to sit on your bench and you're not capitalizing on your wide receiver? room it, exactly and our biggest problem is right now you know our starting lineup is rogers swift mixon Devonte adams and then we're rotating you know we're rotating uh wide receivers such as Pittman, claypool we have uh hawkinson robinson and mooney you know we're, we're struggling to find a, a wide receiver two and now we, consistent we have two, wide receiver two co- consistent you know pitman has been great We've been starting him every week. But Mooney has been trending in the right direction. And you know what? He's been trending in the right direction. I agree a thousand percent. And I'm excited. You know, if Robinson's out, Mooney's the guy. And we're going to have to start him. But now we actually have a decision to make because we have two true running back ones. And now we have two true wide receiver ones. And we're not in a good place. We started out the year very bad because Allen Robinson was our guy to be our wide receiver too. And he hasn't worked out. So we, we have a huge hole to dig ourselves out of. But now with the addition of CD Lamb, you know, we probably weren't going to start Barkley at all going forward because you, you truly don't know. And with the way Mixon and Swift have been playing, it makes perfect sense. Now, a lot of people are going, well, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody make that trade? League settings. Well, like, well, again, I think you no, have the, to know and play by your league settings. But, but, but what I'm saying is what, you know, the people are probably going, why would somebody trade up, trade away CD lamb? Well, the team that gave them up, they had Derrick Henry and then they had, and they have Antonio Gibson and that's it. Yeah. I mean, they and don't have another running back. That's what makes a great trade is it makes sense for both sides. Exactly. And the team that traded away CD lamb, they're in first place. Their other receivers are Cooper cup, Mike Williams. They have Mark Andrews and they have Antonio Brown. So they're going off the fact that Mark Andrews is going to be their new wide receiver three. And, you know, he's putting up as Just late. To specify for our, our listeners, Mark Andrews is a tight end, but in this league, Al is saying that you you have to start three pass catching options, which can be tight end or wide receiver. Yes, yes, that is true. So Mark Andrews is putting up nine to what fifteen points a week, and and 
can go above that. So they're just trying to shore up, you know, they're trying to fill that hole at Derrick Henry, which you're never going to fill, but they're, they're trying to replace him to start getting more than three points out of that to, to maintain their, their position of first place. So it makes sense for both. We're trying to get into the third place position. We pay out first through third, and we're just trying to climb our way out of a hole that we dug ourselves early on in the season. Well, that just about does it here, Al. Thank you for supporting our show by listening. That's the best way you can support the show. Second, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at can you fantasy football c-a-n-u fantasy football submit those trades that came in right at the end of your trade deadline we can give you a shout out and talk about that on the show tomorrow um, in addition we're going to talk about those thanksgiving games hopefully have nick back and talk about some injuries and go from there thank you all for listening thank you everybody it was great to be back uh can't wait to talk with you guys again tomorrow goodbye